Yo, what's poppin'? I'm Jason Kane, the host of Elevate Mind and Body Podcast. This podcast is for you if you're ready to reach the next level. We're going to be talking about how to gain muscle, lose fat, and elevate your body, mind, and confidence to a level you've never been before. So if you're ready, I'll see you inside. Yo, 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 what is good? What is poppin'? Welcome back to the Elevate Mind and Body Podcast. Today, fam, I got a treat part two. Corey was on here the last one. We talked about some great things. I think that we talked about um, reverse dieting. We talked about quality versus uh, quantity in your training and being intense with your training and really being able to get more out of that because of it. Um, And I think we talked on, there were some gems on that one. So we run it back. We're running it back. We're going part two. And we also brought Coach Charles. So, uh. Corey, introduce yourself really quick. Corey, online trainer, uh, just like these two, uh, used to be an in-person trainer, but last couple years, just online coaching. Hell yeah, same here, online coach. You can find me anywhere for asking where I'm located. I'm online. Uh, you can find me at IG at the Prince 210 or on TikTok at Prince Charles or on Facebook too. Cool. Yeah. So um, I know we wanted to talk about some things that we were – both kind of getting a lot of questions on. Um, I know for me, recently, my bad, recently I've been getting a lot of questions on, um, or just concerns on, some of my clients have been getting injured or tweaks, right, when they're in the gym. And like, these are clients that are getting a lot of results. Like they're moving forward, they're um, progressing week after week, they're doing what they need to do. And injury can be the most frustrating thing, especially if you are that person, where you're doing what you need to do on a consistent basis, and then something like that happens, and they're telling me, like, obviously, you can't really do anything about the injury. Yeah. But they also tell me that they get really frustrated, they're getting in their own head, and then they start to self-sabotage. So instead of doing what we can do, despite of the injury, um, I think it's really easy to get into, I'm going to eat my feelings away, or I'm already injured, so I'm not going to try to move. Mm-hmm. Like, it just starts to get, like, real self-destructive with that. Have you, have you seen that, or do you, have you dealt with that yourself? Yeah, so, you know, people get injured, they're not happy because they're not able to do as much cardio as they did or lift like they want to. They feel like doing the light weights or doing the mobility movements are boring, mm-hmm. so they're not putting as much into it. Um, so then they're eating, they feel like because they didn't go have that good workout, now the eating part's harder. Yeah. Because, you know, you have a good workout and you're like, all right, I'm going to go get this post-workout in, I'm going to have my protein or I'm going to have this meal, it's going to feed my muscles. You know, I'm going to replenish my glycogen stores, all of that. But when you didn't work out, you don't go through that process anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you're just like, well, I got this food. So then typically they'll go for something <laughs> bad. But this kind of goes into something else that, um, well, I guess kind of goes into the motivation thing that we're going to talk about too. But too often we look at food for, um, you know, to release endorphins or to have a dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. So we're looking to food to make us happy. But if we're progressing, you know, with our fitness, we're getting stronger, having better muscular endurance, we're fitting in our clothes better, Mm -hmm. we're enjoying taking pictures better, our trips are better because we can actually do more. Now we're getting dopamine hits from all these different things in life. So if you're in a better health and you're getting dopamine hits from hitting a PR, you know, having better muscular endurance, mm-hmm. going on a longer bike ride, being able to walk upstairs better, you're no longer looking to food for a dopamine hit mm-hmm. because you're getting it in every other aspect of life. 
Yeah. Dude, I like that you said that because I was little. I don't know if it was a study or if it was a YouTube that I was watching, but sometimes I get I get real nerdy with that type of stuff. And I was going into it, and it was talking about how food and also like um, social media mm-hmm. are one and the same, and also drugs. Yeah. It's yeah. as far as dopamine hits because um, those type of dopamine hits it feels really good at the moment. Let's say you go in to go to your favorite fast food restaurant, right? Like holy shit, like it's sexual at some point, right? Like I know for me, dessert, dude, it honestly gets sexual for me. Like, <laughs> like I really like enjoy that shit, and it gives me that dopamine hit. But same with drugs, like it probably gives somebody a super great high. They're like, oh, yo, this is dope. I love life. Oh, I'm happy. You know how somebody's drunk? They're like, I love you, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Like it gives them that, but. Right, the crash. They also crash from mm-hmm. those highs, like the let's say if they're on drugs or alcohol, you also crash. It could be a hangover, right? Um, with those type of food, like when you go to comfort foods, as as far as that too, the dopamine hits. You're going to crash because it's a quick dopamine hit. Yeah. But um, on that study, it was saying because food and let's say um, likes on social media or stuff like that. I'm just kind of using it one in the same. Um, those are really quick dopamine hits. They also crash really fast. But the stuff that you were just talking about. Eating healthier foods, right? Making the right decisions, showing up for yourself, going to the gym. Those, obviously, they're a lot harder to get the dopamine hit because you have to go through an entire workout. And then as you're walking out the doors, you get it because you're like, hell yes, I killed that shit. Or you have to meal prep and then eat an entire meal. Let's say that it's not the best tasting meal, but you have to do that entire process, Uh then get it. But the great thing about those type of stuff, dopamine hits, is they last for a while. Like, you feel good the entire day. Like, you just had a PR. Yo, I'm going home. I'm telling as much people as I can about it. I don't care if they Absolutely. care at all. Like I'm posting on my story, and there's probably one person that cares. <laughs> but I'm still going to post because I feel good about it the entire day. Yeah. So um, I, I just thought that was interesting that you said that because I was reading that study and it was talking about how those dopamine hits, they take a lot longer to get to, mm-hmm. but they last so much longer and there's not really a crash from them. Yeah, that feeling of accomplishment is going to last a lot longer than that temporary satisfaction of the cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you feel real sluggish, you feel real uh, just gross, sleepy, tired. And then you say you feel like that when you eat uh, a lot of greasy foods, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and usually when, let, let's say we're talking about injuries, right? I, I hurt my knee a while back and, you know, I, I love working out legs, you know what I mean? I like, you know, the slim thick look, filling out my... Slim thick look? You like the slim my, thick my, look? My, filling out my gray sweats, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> filling them out. But, you know, one thing is, like, I didn't, I didn't let it get, get me upset, you know, and I didn't let it, like, discourage me from, from getting something done. So, you know, what I did is, like, if I couldn't, you know, do legs that day, I, I walked or, you know, I probably did another upper body workout, mm-hmm. you know. You know, something is better than nothing, you know, and if you, you know, don't let that, uh, that one injury just stop you. Oh, I, my knees hurt, so I can't hit legs. Just go in the gym, do something. I, I had my, my clients do, uh, at least do some cardio, yeah. right? Do some cardio or something. Just walk the treadmill. Right, so you still have that feeling, right? That that feeling that oh, you accomplished something mm-hmm. out of the day, and then you know, you, and then the other thing is usually like it leads into like you know people falling off the plan, right? They're like, oh, I'm hurt. No, I'm just oh, yeah. you know, I get the, they get like a feeling of a sense of depression or whatever, and then they want to like you know just eat whatever, right? Cause like fuck, man, I'm hurt, and then they just put themselves in a deeper hole. So if anything, you know, just think of the nutrition as a way to save your results. 
you know, if anything, cause go harder on it. Yeah, yeah, go harder on that, cause that's that's one thing. Like, if I'm hurt, I'm focusing more on my nutrition, even though it's hard, right? Easier said than done, mm-hmm. cause you know, hey, I love me some goddamn sweets. I'm from the south, you know what I mean? I'm from so, the south. <laughs> okay. But but that's what I do. I'm like, all right, I, I can't work out as hard. I can't, you know, hit my legs. So you know what? I'm, I'm gonna just use this nutrition to make to hold me over until you know, uh, you know I'm feeling better, and then you know, go well, back I, into it. I think the reason why it's hard for people to focus yeah. on that is because you're too focused on uh. Like and you're focused and stressing on the shit that you can't control, which is yeah, you get exactly injured. Yeah. That you that's that's the reason why people get stuck, and that's the only thing that I really have to talk a lot of my clients out of. I'm like, yo, cool. I want you to literally list out a shit, uh, list out a bunch of shit that you're stressed about, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, cool. Now mark out the ones that you can't control. Yeah. Boom. And most of the time, it's like ninety percent of the shit, right? So it's like, cool. Now let's only focus on that, and then. Now we can start to chase the right dopamine yeah, hits like we're talking about. Yeah, so if you had a client that, like, she had a knee injury, right, what would you tell them to do? Like, let's say they can't hit legs on this day. What are you going to tell them to do instead, you know, to keep them on track? Check. You want to start the court? Yeah. You go ahead. Uh, I would honestly say, number one, that I would have them increase their steps for the mm-hmm. most part. I would increase their steps, maybe not even by that many, depending on what they're at. Um, so maybe it'd be a 1,000 or so, like, if they're not able to work out. Um obviously if they can walk right it depends yeah, how bad right. the injury is um and if we're able to train around it we're going to train around it like mm-hmm. there's certain movements i know sometimes when people are injured let's say just a squatting motion hurts but um can you do a hamstring curl something that's obviously yeah. not going to use your entire legs but it's just going to use that isolated muscle and obviously it's a lot less intense yeah um or leg extension let's figure out like if we can figure out some stuff that works Let's do that. And it could just be that one exercise. Let's say we're just going to spend the whole day on hamstring curls and quad extensions. And then the rest of the time, the same workout, we could do mobility work. Mm-hmm. And then that's what kind of what the route that we would go. And I'd be like, and if you go and do the squat and you feel it, don't force it. Like, stop your ego trying yeah. to be like, oh, I know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I know I did this last time. I'm going to go do it again. Like, like, yeah. Girls are like that. Like, girls are like that as well. Like, and I'm just telling you, like, yo. You're not going to that one workout's not going to make you anyways. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to keep yourself out of the gym or working your legs yeah. for oh, yeah. more weeks. So I was like, so which one do you want? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's kind of the route that I would first take. Yeah. So just basically piggyback off that a little bit. Um, mobility work is going to be great, but then we want to do things that are going to focus on minimizing inflammation. So people need to know when you aren't exercising and you're eating these terrible foods, mm-hmm. you're eating foods that are a lot higher. Um, inflammation causing inflammation mm-hmm. so not drinking your water anymore with an injury and then stop eating the foods that you're eating you're gonna have even more inflammation now your immune system is having to attack the inflammation leaving you susceptible to illness mm. and you're injured and your injury is gonna take longer to heal so we want to do things that are gonna focus on minimizing inflammation so making sure that you're still getting in your greens mm-hmm. to make sure you have good gut health Make sure you're still getting in your water so you have healthy digestion to break down all the foods and everything. Make sure your joints and everything are lubricated. Um, and then doing things like soaking in a bath with Epsom salt. So it's gonna help you with recovery, help with inflammation, help you relax, and now you're sleeping better too. So your recovery is better, your gut health is better, you have less inflammation. Mm-hmm. You're gonna come back from that injury faster. But you do wanna make sure that you are focusing on getting rest and then, like you said, doing the mobility work is going to help you still strengthen parts in those muscle groups mm-hmm. without completely atrophying. Because if you don't exercise for two weeks, that's doing a lot of damage to your body. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I would say as you're starting to come back, and let's, I just like to use a squat because it's an easy example, right? Um, let's say it was your leg or your knee or something like that. As you start to come back, what a lot of the times what I tell my clients is like, yo, I don't want you to focus on weight at all. Like, what was in your head as far as how much weight you did in the past? Let's scratch that as of right now, and let's focus on your range of motion in your squat. Like, can we get the best range of motion in your squat possible? Can we get the best squat possible? And then your weight, is, as far as as much as you're lifting, is probably going to go up a lot slower than you mm-hmm. used to. But as we go, you're going to build a better base. So now you're really going to have way less of a chance of ever getting injured again because you're training yourself at those like deeper ranges of motion. And I think that's where a lot of people get hurt is because let's say they're doing half squats or like quarter, three quarters of the way squats. And then the one time, let's say they have a friend that's there and they're like, go ask the grass. But they're still using the weight that they've always done a yeah. half squat or a three quarters of the way squat. Um, doing that with and they've never trained that range of motion oh, yeah. and then that's where a lot of injuries happen mm-hmm. so that's kind of one of the other approaches that I say is take this time to really work on your mechanics mm-hmm. yeah. I agree with you on that because that's what I think we're telling one of our clients and it's like hey well if you can't work out this area then they give us more time to work out in our upper body because I think she had a leg injury and I'm like alright well now you can just focus more on your form your technique and actually getting these movements down mm-hmm. you know which are you know which is really like you know bottleneck your weak side you know your, your weakness and now we can make it a strength but that's another thing right you got to look at some positives that come yeah. out of it you know and a lot of people don't do that uh, just to touch on another thing with injuries typically when we have an injury it's going to be when we're not feeling our best mm-hmm. so we overtrain overtraining is definitely a real thing especially if you're not enhanced so you overtrain you were sick you didn't get enough water could have been drinking, whatever the case is, most of these injuries happen when our body's not at its best, we're feeling run down. So that's another reason why reverse dieting is so important. You can't be in a deficit forever. People wanna stay in such a large deficit for such a long time. Uh Now your body's not recovering the same. You don't have the same energy. Um, If you're doing keto, not getting enough carbs, cognitively, you're not gonna be doing good, so you're not gonna be thinking as well. There's gonna be a lot of things that are not working for you so your body's not running as efficiently so now you're a lot more likely to get an injury so when you are injured do the things that we talked about but also assess how you are feeling prior to the injury yes dude i'm glad you said that <laughs> the reason why i just told you i'm taking a deload week mm-hmm. so i wasn't taking a deload week on monday because i went into the gym i was training hard and my body felt so beat up from moving and i was moving a bunch of furniture and i was doing a bunch of shit overall and I was like, cool, I'm gonna just do it. I've been on the same training block for a while, like, so mm-hmm. I'm going pretty hard. And uh, my body already felt beat up. And then as I started to do some pressing movements, I felt my shoulder really start to hurt. And I was gonna work around it. And I was like, that's probably a, just a sign that I should take a deload. Cause I always mm-hmm. say I wanna take a deload, but I suck at actually taking deload yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what, that's a sign. Um, I'm not gonna lose any gains this week, it's fine. And from then on, I took that, uh, like, I'm taking the deload right now. I'll let you know how it goes. For the people the rest of the week. who don't know, what is a deload? A deload is, like, where you're giving your body some time to recover, to rest, right? Maybe you, I don't say that you completely don't work out at all, um, but maybe you're doing half the reps, right? Mm-hmm. Half the weight. Um, and, again, it's just a time for your body to recover, your nervous system to recover, all those, like, aspects so that you can come back stronger and really help your body continue to adapt as you go. So I think, um, but what you were just saying in the sense of listening to your body beforehand, 
I think that when people hear us saying that, for certain people, it's the green light to, oh, I'm taking a day off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. <laughs> they're like, hell yes, that's yeah. the confirmation if, I needed. If you weren't training hard or had your intensity where it was supposed to be, then you're probably not going to need that deload. You're going to have to really assess everything else that you're doing. If you're just, like, tired and you haven't been following a training block for the actual block and done any periodization and you just kind of are making excuses because you didn't sleep, you drank, you ate shitty. Uh-huh. Um, the deload or the reverse diet isn't what should be on your mind. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, damn, I've been dieting forever and I'm not losing weight, so I need a reverse diet so I can build more muscle and then get back to maintenance and then start dropping so I more efficiently burn calories, assess what you were doing prior to that too because if you're eating what your coach is giving you and you're snacking on top of that, mm-hmm. you weren't in a deficit in the first place. That's why you're not losing weight. Oh. Yeah. I love that, bro. And for somebody to even get to this point of what did we just said, where they need a deload, where they actually could take mm-hmm. an actual diet, they have to put the reps in, they have to put the work in for a significant amount of time. Like, yo, I want to let you know, I'm saying I needed to take a deload because this was like my 14th week on this block, like 13th mm-hmm. week on the same block, just going at it, going at it, going at it. Um, but for somebody to get to that point, they need to show up consistently. And yes. the way that you're going to show up consistently is obviously discipline but i think that having some type of motivation is honestly really really beneficial to that i think it's obviously the first Mm -hmm. two weeks four weeks maybe it'll get you there right i don't know how much longer it'll last after that i know a lot of people may struggle with getting to that part where they're like like i said they're doing eight weeks nine weeks ten weeks on a block how do you keep the motivation high while trying to do that small goals biggest thing that's going to set you back is i have 50 pounds to lose and 50 pounds is my goal. So now you lose five pounds, but if you look at how much five pounds of fat is on a body, it's a significant amount off of your body. But if you're looking at 50 pounds as your goal, you losing five pounds, you're gonna be upset because you're not close to your goal yet. <laughs> so what you need to do is have that five pound goal, hit that goal, you know, do a quick assessment of yourself, how you're feeling, where you wanna go from here, set another goal. Yeah. Now. You're happy, you're getting that dopamine hit, you're oh. getting that endorphin rush because you hit the goal you set for yourself. But putting such a far goal or such a big goal isn't, mm-hmm. isn't gonna help you. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, making, comparing yourself to anybody else, like I yeah. said, comparison is a thief of joy. If you're looking on social media and there's like, this person lost five pounds a week, first off, bullshit. Secondly, you bad. don't know what this person was doing, you don't know how much water weight it was, you don't know if they were taking drugs, you don't know if they were doing other things. So focus 100% on yourself. Mm -hmm. Up to two pounds a week is considered healthy weight loss. Obviously if you're like really big, you're gonna be able to lose a little more than that. Mm -hmm. But you don't wanna try to lose weight too fast. I'll kinda let you, if you wanna go ahead, either one of you guys elaborate why you don't wanna lose too fast. Exactly, I agree with that. I'm gonna use some of them points in there but my, my take on motivation, right, is, yeah, like, you know, obviously there are going to be days where you're always motivated. Like, even today, I'm not always motivated to even come on this goddamn podcast. You want to be real. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But it's just out of habit, you know? 
Um, and I'm gonna go into there too. So just like what Corey said, you gotta set these small goals. So if you wanna be motivated, right? Motivating, motivation is like a good feeling, right? You just feel like happy to, to do something because you're looking forward to that goal. So set, set these small goals. That's why we tell all of our clients, set these small goals weekly. So it gives you that confidence of accomplishment and then you wanna keep going, right? And then once you see that accomplishment, I mean, you, you are accomplishing these small goals that give you more confidence like you're, you're gonna get excited, you're gonna see the results and then you're gonna wanna stay consistent. That's your motivation right there. And then once you're able to stay consistent and just consistently hit these small goals mm -hmm. and build that confidence, like it's gonna be more of a habit to you. You know, just like going to your job, right? Just like, you know, brushing your teeth, right? All these things, like you do it so much over time, it becomes a habit and it's not, you know what I mean? You're not even thinking about it. So it's not even really, yeah, motivation gets you started. But going on the days that you don't feel like going, that's what's going to make you a winner. That's what's going to help you achieve that goal and accomplish discipline. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what you said as far as like setting the small goals because I'm yeah. honestly really bad at that myself. But um, I think, yeah, like let's say for somebody that doesn't have a lot of weight to lose, mm -hmm. a small goal can look like maybe you're only doing – Maybe you've never hit a plate on each side on a squat. I keep using the squat for example yeah. today, but that's an easy one that everybody could do. Jason last year. His <laughs> <laughs> best. Nah, that's wild, and that's Charles. Um, but let's say you've never hit that. That could be a goal, and then once you do that set, like reward yourself. I think because I don't do this, I'm not the best at it, but also I also tell my clients to do it, so I actually continue to start doing it more. But like reward yourself out there. So like the small goal that you have, let's say it's I'm gonna lose 10 pounds or I'm gonna get that squat for the first time. Go buy yourself a gym fit, right? Yeah. Do something like that. Something like that can really get you motivated oh, yeah. every time. But like, you know what I mean? Have that as like, you do actually take a second and smell the roses oh, that absolutely. you just accomplished those goals. Because if not, then you're not going to continue to set the small goals at all. The little yeah. milestones mm -hmm. in between the big one, which is like you said, losing 50 pounds. Yeah. Do you have any other like tips as far as like something that you can do for the motivation as far as that? So based off of what they said, I'm going to just bring something up and I'm going to let you guys speak on it. But like you said, not only just worrying about the weight, talking about, okay, I might hit a PR, I hit something I haven't done before. So we want to focus on non-scale victories. There's so many different things that uh, can measure success other than just the scale. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times you're going to be building lean muscle while losing fat, so you're not going to lose as much as you think you are, but you lost more body fat. Uh, your clothes are fitting better. You're feeling better on walks. So why should we be focusing on these other things too? I agree. Dude, because I'll have some clients that will like obsess with the scale and I'm like, cool. Like, honestly, it's a good metric for me to use as a coach, but, like, if it's fucking you up, like, you're like, oh, I'm yes. so frustrated, I'm putting in the work. I'm like, dude, stop, like, we'll stop weighing them. Like, you're done. Like, because it's like, dude, you're going to fucking self-sabotage and run yourself to the ground because yeah. you're seeing progress. You're putting in the reps consistently. It's only been, like, so two weeks. So what other indicators should they be looking at to to judge health? So let's say it could be how your clothes fit. I think that's mm -hmm. the quickest one yes. that you'll probably see, how your clothes fit. Um, another thing is going to be, like we said, Performance. Performance is a great one. Like, are you, whatever you're doing, are you getting better at it? Is it getting easier for you if it's like cardiovascular mm -hmm. things? Yeah. Like, are, is going for a walk? Can you now, let's say if you're going with a friend, before you try to have a little conversation, you're like, huffing and puffing, are you like able to talk? And it's cool now. Like, you good? That's that's a win in itself. Um, yeah. Actually, measuring your body, like with body measurement tape, is a great one. Let's say if you're trying to build muscle mm -hmm. or lose fat, either way, yeah. both of those are really good. Um, ways as far as what you're doing yeah. but like I think the performance one is really underused yeah I agree with that I agree with all that man and I think the, the motivation the lack of motivation is like when you don't see the progress because you're not measuring 
You know, you only mm. use one metric yeah, to measure. Absolutely. And then oh. you look at the scale, like, man, I only lost two pounds. Like, God damn. Like, I talked to one of my clients yesterday. She only lost, like, three pounds. And she was like, man, coach, the scale's not going down. The scale's not going down. Like, hey, she was like, well, you know what? You need to look at other measurements, like waist measurements, uh, how you're close to it. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I went from a size large to a medium. I'm like, there, yeah. that's even better than the fucking scale. No yeah. way, throw that goddamn thing away. Right, or just you bring it back in another month or two because if you focus on tracking these other metrics and mm-hmm. you keep doing what you're doing, it's gonna show on that scale eventually. Then you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's one thing. I agree, bro. Like it's yeah. hard. It's hard to run a marathon if you don't know if you're actually even getting closer to the finish line. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I agree with that. Like because I think it's just a self sabotage. I think yeah, a lot of people self sabotage. Like if you're putting in the reps, but it just has like. Number one, you have to know if you're putting in the right reps, right? Yeah, if you're going yeah. the right direction. And then number two, if you are going the right re- direction, like getting a coach, um, yeah, <laughs> right, getting a coach. And that's not biased because I know we're all coaches. Like I've had coaches man, I just as well. A, I just got a coach multiple today, times. Man. I got two coaches, man, in the last two weeks, man. Yeah, I'm so. Get another one, shit. What's, what's the next? We, we've all had coaches at some point, <laughs> whether that be fitness or not fitness. So I think yeah, getting yeah. the right direction is number one. Yeah. Then after that, most people don't put in the – Right reps for a long enough time, and I think it's because we don't measure the metrics yeah, as far as absolutely. other yeah. things. Measure all different type of metrics. Yeah, don't weigh yourself every single day because there's no way that you're going to be able to account for digestive waves and water on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. But like, what are you saying about having coaches? All of us, um, I'd say, like a lot of our success has to do with all of us have mentors. Mm-hmm. We've all like helped mentor each other. These two are getting started out. They came to me uh, yeah. for stuff, and it's like they're always still willing to learn. And just like as a client, we expect you guys to be able to, you know, be a sponge and continue learning. We have to, and that's why we get these get-togethers, bounce ideas off each other, talk about different things. And fitness and nutrition is forever evolving. So mm-hmm. I always got to start to try to, you know, stay up to it. No, 100%. Like, dude, I love what you just said. Like, always being um, willing to ask more questions. There's a lot of things I feel like I know, but I also, the more that I ask more questions, I'm like, okay, cool, I didn't know it at all. <laughs> so like, so I agree with what you're saying. Like, um, there's new studies on fitness, like you just said, all the time. I'm like, oh shit, like that was my favorite workout, but now like logically, it doesn't make much sense. So like, I just agree with what you're saying as far mm-hmm. as always being open-minded. I think that stops a lot of people from getting that right direction, yeah. number one. So then they can start actually putting in the reps. But once you seek that right information, yo, that in itself is going to bring motivation back. If you don't know if the stuff that you're doing is actually correct, I'll have that a lot of times. Clients mm-hmm. will be in, coming on, and they've already been working out, but they're like, oh, I don't know. because. And the reason they're unmotivated is because they don't even know if they're going in the right direction. Absolutely. So seek that right direction. Um, seek mentorship. It doesn't have to actually be somebody... Um, like, if you're not at a financial spot where you can pay for mentorship, find it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's people that know what they're doing. And most of the time, people that are really good in fitness, nutrition, any area, most of the time, they want to help people. Yeah. But they only want to help people that want to learn mm-hmm. and want to get better. Exactly. Um, but cool. I think that we uh, touched on some topics. I don't know if, if any of y'all want to leave them with some gems to walk away with. Corey, the man with the wisdom. Biggest, biggest thing is if you heard something and it resonated with you, don't sit on it, implement it right away. And that's how you're gonna get better. Boom. Yeah, I got much today, but um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Y'all, we're gonna end it there. I think that this was some bombs again. You already know the drill. If you liked it, if you got some value from it in any way, we do not pay, we do not do any paid ads or anything like that. We don't charge you for this, but this is some game right here. We could charge off for this, but because we don't, share it on your story, tag us, and uh, help somebody else get some value as well.
All right, y'all. Peace. We out of here. That's a wrap on today's episode. I appreciate you for listening. If you got any value from this in any way, the number one way you can help the show is by pressing that subscribe button, giving a review, or sharing this on your social media. Make sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for taking the time to listen to my message. If you want to work with me and Team Elevate one-on-one, head to my Instagram, GameWithCane24, and DM me the word Elevate, and I'll see how we can help. Appreciate you again for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode. Let's do it.